This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show you can! This week, we run down all of the announcements made in this year's very lackluster E3 event. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Welcome back to another episode of Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Normally, every year, I do a rundown event for E3, one of the biggest gaming events of the year. And usually it is brought to us with much prestige, much excitement, some great announcements, some great surprises. However, this year, I don't know what in the hell happened, but this is nothing like anything i've ever seen in e3 history um i i i i'm really perplexed as to what i saw that we know and we talked about it many times over the course of this show that ea wasn't going to be there playstation sony was not going to be there they weren't going to do their own things but you know and, and sony is the marquee of the event they always brought it and then second by nintendo and then whatever xbox does but they're not here this year. And it was abundantly clear that they were not here this year because without them, we got some insanely, and I said it in the beginning of the show, insanely lackluster news and events and things like that. I mean, like this has been, in my opinion, the worst E3 ever, spoiler alert. And it was it was very disappointing. You know what is funny? This E3, felt like the way it this is the e3 perfect for 2020 this is a 2020 e3 event but if i'm correct last year's e3 which i believe was also digital was met with some good news and some great things or did they can they canceled the event and went virtual and i don't recall last year's event being this bad this year was bad and we're gonna run down everything now not everything was bad within it but the expectations of many fans and many gamers to what we expected or wanted to see and granted you have to take it with a grain of salt that yeah due to the pandemic 
things got slowed down. Some people weren't able to produce what they were normally would. And to that respect, it's okay. But if that's the case, why do any three? I think I thought people would have been much better off knowing that due to the pandemic, things wouldn't be developed. Like, like at this point, just have every company do their own thing, make their own announcements and stuff like that. Just like, like it does normally. Cause I felt like this was just a waste of production doing all of this, having all these, all, all this media come in and do like, I mean, there were some things some people were excited about, but then the overall effect of it was that there wasn't really any big news. Now that, that's not exactly true because there was one maybe two saviors of this event. But at the end of the day, overall, it wasn't enough to make this a very memorable event. This was not the year that Sony announced like Final Fantasy's uh, seven remake comeback and everybody's um, tearing up and crying and all of all emotional and everything. We didn't get that type of feel this year. That will go down as one of the greatest E3 years ever when that was announced and a whole plethora of games were announced in Spider-Man and all this stuff. We got none of that. That feeling was gone. Now, credit to one of the developers, they they came out. There is a, regardless of what I say here, there is a winner. There is possibly a clear winner, but also a great runner up this year. And I will give credit to that when we talk about and run down things. So without further ado, let's get down to it. This whole entire episode, as always, every year is gonna be dedicated to everything that happened and E3. So we're just going to run down the highlights of everything from there. But trust me when I tell you, this is not good. And I've graded each showcase, you know, accordingly to uh, what I saw in the announcements there. So let's start with Ubisoft. Um, <laughs> Ubisoft, I wasn't expecting much. I mean, and, and, and this is bad because Ubisoft usually from a presentation standpoint is awesome every year. They usually get Aisha Tyler to host the events every year. She's the most entertaining host in E3 history. And she is one of the hottest hardcore gamers out there and probably the most famous hardcore gamers out there. So they announced, uh, run down the list here. They run, they announced uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extractions, um, a new avatar game, which I think was possibly the best thing that they announced in this whole entire thing. So we're getting an actual avatar game coming. Frontiers of Pandora, so that's coming. There's a trailer out for that. Riders Republic, uh, they announced. Mario Rabbit's Spark of Hope is the sequel to their uh, original RTS game. So it looks pretty cool. A little bit more open world um, this time around, plus the RTS aspect of it too. Far Cry, which you know we've known about for quite some time, is coming out. Um, they announced that they're having a sale up to 80% off in their store right now. They're also announcing Ubisoft Plus, which uh, offers a first month for $6. Guess what? Hell no to that, okay? That's for the um, the Google Stadia people out there who basically, <laughs> I don't, is the Google Stadia, Stadia, you know what's even funny? That's another thing. Google Stadia was not announced at all during this conference. There was nothing about Google Stadia. I mean, so that tells you that tells you basically enough about what has been going on and what is happening with that with that with Google and that company. In fact, I have not heard anybody talk about Google Stadia like that's not true. I have actually heard literally one person in our ACMG group who actually 
I'm sorry. He got suckered into owning that thing. It's really just wasn't a good bet. And the fact that you have to not only pay a monthly fee for Google Stadia and then double down by having to go to places, you know, to uh, streaming networks like Ubisoft Plus or EA and all that stuff and then pay their fee. So you're doubling down all this money. It's a financial nightmare. OK, this is why I don't like the online streaming thing like I, I, will, I will respect ps1 i will respect game pass because that's a one fee to get to play all the games that they have in their in their possession that's the way it should be it should be like netflix it shouldn't be like us going every single like come on that's ridiculous so that's the situation with that but nonetheless it's six dollars for the first month <laughs> after that long rant there um they also announced uh the Ubisoft original, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, North Star. These all sound, um, they sound like, uh, expansions, uh, Rocksmith, Just Dance 2022, uh, Mystic Quest, which has a collaboration with Ubisoft and probably aside from the announcement of, um, the Avatar game, Mr. Quest is a must. I've watched the first season of that. It's an awesome series. It's done by the um, people who brought you Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's just fantastic. But other than that, eh, it was a meh showcase. It was not a way to, you know, get the, you know, the whole event off right. So if I grade that, it's going to be a solid C for me for that event. Next, we got one of the big ones, the, the big three of E3, which is now you know, decreased to two Xbox and Bethesda who decided to team up together to do one, uh, to do one big, you know, showcase. And which I find funny because, you know, it takes two to, you know, take on one. <laughs> okay. And did that work? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're here's, here's, here's my take on this. And I can't really speak for Xbox fans and gamers and owners, but I'm assuming if you're an Xbox owner, you kind of maybe are happy about the news here that is. But I also was watching this during live chats and there were a lot of Xbox owners, not everybody. There were some people who were excited, but there were others who were, you know, they were, you know, the word skip comes up a lot during the showcase presentations. And I did see quite a few, you know, people on the uh on the chat forums saying skip skip pass meh you know it was to, to some it was lukewarm to others it, you know people were excited about certain things uh for instance starfield which bethesda announced that this is a xbox exclusive which is also great another thing that they did which i thought was very stupid was apologize to playstation fans why <laughs> okay they, they basically, according to IGN, Bethesda apologized to Xbox, I mean, um, PlayStation fans, because this particular game is only going to be an Xbox exclusive. And for some reason, PlayStation fans who get a lot of exclusivity in their systems, in their consoles, were crying over on the internet, which is probably a, a vocal minority at best. Why are you apologizing for this? I call it fair game. I'm not an Xbox owner. I'm not an Xbox gamer anymore. And I understand this and I'm okay with this. I probably wouldn't have brought Starfield anyway. I 
didn't see the excitement for it, but there are people who are excited for it. People need to stop whining and crying, crying about everything and then crying on the internet about everything. I mean, yes, there's there, there's just times when you do voice your, you know, show your voice on the internet. Not for every damn thing, okay? So this is not one of them because I can name over a way over a dozen of PlayStation games that were exclusive that Xbox have never gotten. Hello, remember Spider-Man? Hello, remember Street Fighter Five? And no, it's just Street Fighter Five. Four was uh, everywhere, but Street Fighter Five, Xbox exclusive. I mean, PlayStation exclusive. Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales, Xbox exclusive. I mean even more exclusive than Capcom Street Fighter V. Okay, because Sony absolutely owns the rights to that. So, I mean, what are you gonna do? But, you know, kudos to kudos to Microsoft and Xbox and Bethesda for, for getting something exclusive that Xbox fans can dig. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. There was no need to apologize for that. So, also announced Stalkers 2, part of uh, Chernobyl. Bad for Blood uh, gets an E3 trailer. Contraband also is announced. Sea of Thieves, A Pirate's Life, which is basically Pirates of the Caribbean. So it's a new uh, Pirates of the Caribbean game created by Rare. So I thought that was interesting. The art style is pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting. I like the, uh, I like the art style in there. Uh, it, it has a Disney Infinity look. I, you got, if you guys remember that um, online crap, but Nonetheless, Rare has made a different version of this. They didn't call it Pirates of the Caribbean. They just said a Pirate's Life in there. So there you have it. Battlefield 2042 has also been announced. 12 minutes. Um, I don't think 12 minutes is an exclusive. I believe that may be in other consoles as well. Uh, this is a Xbox exclusive, Psychonauts 2. Again, why I've having PlayStation owners cried about that? Because this is kind of a cult classic right here. And people have been waiting for a Psychonauts game forever. So Double Fine is looking is looking out for Xbox. This is another exclusive. I have no problem with this. PlayStation has enough games. And if you really like the game like that, people start saving up money, get an Xbox. If you feel that is worth getting just for those particular games, because <laughs> you still got to deal with the other games and stuff that you probably don't play. Like I would never get an Xbox again after 360 because of the fact I'm not a I'm not a third person shooter fan. I'm not a a, a th uh, first person shooter fan. And that's what they cater to. That's majority of their of their core genre base. And I, that's just not for me. And I respect that. Um, you also got Fallout 76 updates coming, um, which is uh, the pit is one of them. Still rain is another. This is interesting. I thought this was already on Xbox, but uh, shout out to uh, Greg Casavan of Super Giant Games. He's bringing Hades to the Xbox Game Pass. And speaking of the Xbox Game Pass, this is where Xbox shined the most because every one of their games that they announced, virtually every um, game announced, is going to be day one on, uh, available on the Game Pass. Xbox fans, if you have not played Hades yet, if you haven't had it on the Switch, or if you don't own a Switch, if you don't own a PlayStation 5, boy, are you in for a treat because Hades is absolutely one of the most awesome games of 2020, bar none. It's the reason why they got awards. You do not want to miss that. If you liked uh, their past games, um, man, this one is going to blow you away. I, 
me. And uh, by the way, for those listening right now, especially our new listeners, if you are a fan of Hades, I had Greg Casavan on this show to talk about that game. You can find the video version on TalkTimeLive.com under the video uh, interviews as well. And uh, the audio version. So you can check it out. The talk to, the TTL exclusive videos. It, um, it's on there. And uh, let me tell you, it is absolutely worth it. It is all so worth it. Um, and he's a great dude. He, he was a very nice dude to come on the show and talk about that. He was just very humble about it. He used to work for GameSpot, too. Uh, he used to be a reviewer in GameSpot and everything. And now he just, you know, develops some of the best, you know, roguelike games ever. It's just awesome. Uh, Halo Infinite, they uh, gave a trailer for that. I know a lot of Xbox hardcore fans are happy for that. Diablo 2 Resurrection is coming as well to the Xbox. Slime Rancher 2 Shredders. Uh, Atomic Heart, uh, which kind of uh, looks like a old Capcom game we're used to. Um, so that's coming out. We got Replaced, which is uh, a new sci-fi platform coming our way. And uh, The Outer Limits. And it, the funny, I love the trailer to The Outer Limits because it was to poke fun at every single trailer that comes out, but is unfinished. So they give you these trailers and they just point out all of the things that normally happens within a, a epic trailer. You know, it, it was it's like, go out of your way to check out The Outer Li- the outer Worlds. I said The Outer Limits. Um, go out of your way to check out The Outer Worlds 2 trailer. It is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I never did play the first one and I heard so many people talk about how much they love the first one. So, um, man, it is also coming to the Xbox series X and windows as well. So Microsoft fight, uh, flight simulator. I apparently this is a big seller <laughs> for what I hear. Uh, so that's coming out as well for you can't, you can never have a Xbox E3 presentation without some announcement of a new Forza game coming out or some expansion to Forza. Forza Horizon 5 is coming to the Xbox, um, as well as a ga- uh, gameplay demo. So you'll get a chance to check that out as well. Redfall. Now, this was uh, the last game that they showed enough. Thought this was pretty interesting. They um, didn't really show whether what, ty- what type of genre of game this was, but judging by the trailer itself, it looks like a third a first person shooter again, but it's awesome because you got these uh, sort of kind of vampire hunters and some of them with actual mystic powers and abilities and stuff like that. Plus, they just shoot guns anyway. So you got all these new additional things. Um, looks like the main character is a black woman, and that's kind of awesome as well. So I am. I mean, I'm actually ex- interested in Redfall. I, I'm looking to see what that is going to entail and whether it is an FPS or not. But um, it looks uh, it, it looks interesting from a character development standpoint, and and the, and the character design itself looks great. I love the fact that you have um, a really cool, like I said, a, a really cool uh, black female uh, protagonist with natural hair, and she looks awesome, dope as hell. Like she got um, telekinetic telekinetic abilities and such. I mean, it's really pretty cool. So it's coming out this fall, apparently, and that was another thing. Some of these did not have, like, not all of the games didn't have release dates on there. Like, uh, um, Forza is said to be coming November of 2021. Uh, Other games were just announced, but, you know, Shredder uh, DC 2021, um, Diablo coming September 23rd, 
uh lead last year will release during 2021 and that is halo infinite august 13th for hades but that's already you know that's already you know been out so um august 25th so they did have release games so i mean this is a big step for xbox in fact truth be told one of xbox's best showcases to date um you know i gotta give credit where credit is due they really did a good job this year you know presenting some games for xbox fans uh, it's pretty cool and then on top of that the cherry on top of this is that they're they got a little gimmick here and it's an awesome gimmick to be honest the xbox mini fridge we we heard about this we heard about this for quite some time we've seen pictures of this before but now it's official this is really happening the xbox mini fridge is coming it literally is a mini fridge that you could put like uh energy drinks in and such and something like I'm, here's the thing I, of course i'm not an xbox fan but i actually love gimmicks uh gimmick stuff like this so i would be happy to have this actual fridge in my office here it's, it's all it's awesome it'll be the only xbox thing that would be in this in this house but it looks pretty awesome i like the ideas it's cool i wonder how much power that that drains it'll be interesting to see how much power that thing drains in here like is it is it any energy conserve uh conserved or reserve uh does it have a power saving type of um you know feature in there that you're not draining the battery all the time or you're not draining electric electricity especially those who run like you know builds with 30 70 30 80 30 90 uh gpus in there something like that <laughs> so um yeah i mean kudos to xbox this year it wasn't the best thing ever and i know there were some people who really didn't dig what you know what they were providing and of course some of those fans some of those people could be playstation owners as well but i'm gonna give credit where credit is due i thought they did a great job um the game pass situation is possibly the biggest feature because i think roughly about a little over 30 games or 30 all 33 games that's announced for there and they didn't even announce all of it like you're good the the game pass is coming with a lot of the yakuza, uh, yakuza games including yakuza like a dragon uh, is coming with that um and, and a lot and plus everything that was announced uh the fallout games everything all of this is going to be a lot of these are going to be day one so i think that that was a great deal if you're an xbox fan you i think you should be happy um for me i you know it's not for me but i i, I dig what they were doing so i'm gonna give a fair grade and i think that they gave a a great a b level presentation you know and i hate to say it in a sense but it's kind of a low bar in consideration for everything that is that is being presented here so you know honestly it i think it's the best that they did but not the best of all time you know um especially if if sony i guarantee you if sony was here and they had something to offer it probably would have made a lot more noise but considering this is this is what happens when sony's not around xbox become you know you can hear xbox now because when sony was here you heard so much more noise it was hard to hear what xbox was doing we you know we made it enough to make you know nintendo make some noise on top of that so it's hard so now the ruckus is gone which is playstation and now you can hear xbox and they, I think they, I think they did pretty good for their, uh, for their core base. So I give it a B. So next up is Square Enix, and you know, I actually liked 
this a lot better. And I felt like they did what other third party companies should have done <laughs> and, and gave us more surprises than many others too. Um, look, I was not expecting anything from them, but we're getting a new Marvel game coming and that's been announced. Uh, in the name of Guardians of the Galaxy, which is officially announced. Um, and it's coming from the DOS X developers. So we're getting a DOS X like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's a third person action adventure game where players will jump in the shoes of Star-Lord. Um, all of the Guardians, Gamora, Rocket, uh, Rac Rocket Raccoon, Groot, Drax is gonna be there as well. Mantis has been shown on there as well. The, here's the cool part about this. Um, it's, it does have elements of DOS X, but it also has elements of Telltale. The, while I'm not too thrilled about the character design, in particular, it's not totally bad, but it's, I, I would, I don't know. I, I feel like they could have gotten done better with it. It's, it's not bad. It's not really bad, but eh, it, it is what it is. But nonetheless, there are some really great things about it. And I like the fact that you're going to play a Star-Lord, but Star-Lord is going to have to make some drastic decisions. And depending on what decisions he make, there's this like sort of a branched out type of story uh, mode where your decisions are going to affect the rest of the story of the entire game. So whatever angle that you go, it may twist the whole entire story and you may get a different ending a la telltale you know so i dig that and sometimes you're not going to make the best decision in the world but it allows you to go back and redo it all over again i hope that they do have multiple endings here i'm really hoping for it it looks pretty awesome um and the other cool part about this is that this game will have licensed music much to which you are used to from the actual franchise that you know kind of built the their their whole entire um brand on using or star lord playing actual licensed music so i'm hoping that we hear a, a a an entire soundtrack of songs playing i hope that we get dlc that will they will also add on to more songs that he could play i like this idea i'm all for it so it is it is this was possibly it was a great way to start off uh square enix here and what I love about it also is that this is not going in the direction of Avengers. I don't think there's going to be any loot crates or whatever like that. At least I hope it won't because, you know, I hope they learned from that aspect that nobody really wants that uh, in their games. And that was, you know, that's something that I think uh, Marvel fans will enjoy the most. But getting a chance to play at Star Lord, and hopefully you get to play others down the line too, and others get to make decisions down the line. I don't think, I mean, the trailer that we saw, the really awesome trailer that we saw, um, gameplay trailer, showed, you know, them in some uh, adventure after some war or whatnot, and they were just making decisions on what they were gonna do and how they're gonna capitalize on getting more money for their, to get on the road. And Star Lord has to decide, you know, should they play a little, you know, gimmick where, they sell Groot to this alien um, faction, or should they sell uh, Rocket? Because they basically, you know, if you go Rocket, Rocket, chances are he will be able to escape. If you do Groot, it's a little bit more challenging. And Rocket was a bit worried about you Star-Lord making that decision or whatever like that. So you can not only make that decision, but then 
they'll ask you again, are you sure that's what you want to do? And then you could go back and change your mind about that, but not everybody's going to be happy with it. Gamora is not going to be happy or Rocket's not going to be happy with the decision. So it really has that really core telltale base. If you played the Guardians of the Galaxy telltale uh, game, which is absolutely awesome as well, um, you're going to like this. Plus, there's a lot of great action to it. So it's like Marvel Avengers meets uh, telltale together. And I think that's two great combinations now. So um, that is going to be available on not just uh playstation or xbox it's gonna be available on multiple platforms i mean multiple as we'll talk about later on too um there was also another awesome game ubisoft announced and that was stranger of paradise final fantasy origin i gotta say i am so excited for this game especially after being able to get my hands on the demo of it they um released a demo day of of this announcement so people can play now granted there was a bit of a situation where the file downloaded had become corrupted but it was an easy fix for x for um square enix and by the next morning it was all downloaded and ready to go i played through it and let me tell you i thought this was awesome for a lot of great reasons um you get to take on the role of jack who's also accompanied by uh ash and jet ash or Jed, one of them is a black character. Again, much love Japan for keep bringing on these great representations of my people on these games. And the dude looks, the dude looks jacked. He has locks. I'm digging it all as a person who used to uh, have locks. I'm all for this, but it looks like this is a retelling of the original Final Fantasy game because this may lead to the Warrior Light. Chaos is in this, and if I'm correct, Chaos is one of the original characters of Final Fantasy. So, what I loved about this game was your ability to um, change gear and customize your character for more powerful armor, weapons, whatever, along the way. And the control scheme also plays a factor. This is a different control scheme than what we're used to and the likes of Final Fantasy 15 and um, Final Fantasy 15 and um, Final Fantasy 7 Remake. That may be because of the developers of this game, which I'm very excited about when I learned Koei Tecmo and Team Ninja are the people behind this freaking game. Yes, the people who brought you Ninja Gaiden is making this game. And trust me when I tell you, you can feel the essence of Ninja Gaiden over here. The awesome part about it, and I didn't know if I was gonna be a, a really able to be adjusted to this, but this time around, you're not using the, you know, the traditional core buttons to use for attacks and, and, and strong attacks and weak attacks. You're now using the shoulder buttons to do this. And I thought that was gonna be weird, but no, it really felt smooth. It felt really in play. I, I easily, easily got adjusted to it and assimilated into that uh, scheme. It was awesome. The weapons that you get to choose are fantastic. I really enjoyed this, um, this trailer. I, like I am, I am enticed to want to play it again. The, the the customizable gear that you get are, they just gave us a little bit. And I, I guarantee you, we're gonna get much more than this. But the gear that we got, the clothing, which uh, strengthens your defenses and attacks and everything, just beautiful. The, the, the costume design, you know, the clothing design of this thing, the character design, just absolutely beautiful you get the same beautiful uh, outstanding looking final fantasy design that you're accustomed to um but now it's a basic hack and slash 
com like a technical hack and slash game. Um, this is just not like you just going around. It still has the Final Fantasy feel to it. You still have to you do get to do powers and everything like that. Just it's just beautiful. I was very impressed with this, and now I'm officially officially anticipating this game. Um, I love it because I one I never got a chance to play the original ones, and if this is based on the original series, we get to see I get to see a little bit more about what that was about. Uh, this will be available on PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, Xbox X. S, Xbox One, and PC, and deservingly so. Um, <laughs> speaking of hack and slash, you know, Team Ninja is known for their great hack and slash Ninja Gaiden style games. You know who else is also really, really good at that, and I'm a big fan of Platinum Games. Platinum Games is also working with Square Enix on a new game called Babylon's Fall. Uh, it's a live service co-op action game and we get a gameplay trailer of this Here's the bad part and I, I was so glad that I wasn't alone on this When you play a platinum game And I talked about this a while back because I'm gonna be working on doing a best of five platinum games that I love You're used to something about platinum games and platinum games is at, at, in its core a hack and slash 3d platformer but within each game, you get something different. But what you always also get is some of the best visual designs and, and, and character designs in here. I didn't see that in Babylon, uh, in Babylon's fall. It looked, it looked like something uncharacteristic to that of the platinum games format. You know, when you check up of all, you check up all the list of things that you see from a platinum games uh title you don't see it here and i was kind of underwhelmed at the idea of what they were doing here so uh it's quite disappointing to see even it just even in this stage so i wasn't feeling it i don't think this is this is for the first time i'm like this may be one i i may be skipping out and if this is the reason why we're not getting a bayonetta um announcement yet shame on them man because i'm sure they could have gotten much better doing bayonetta right there if they're if they're if they are working on bayonetta at all but this is just this was just so lackluster the the, the visual designs is dreary the character designs look dull it, it just it 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 was kind of it, this was kind of like uh when marvel avengers was first announced and we saw what it looks like but it was underdeveloped kind of like the same thing here maybe they need to do a whole new you know reframe or redesign of this whole thing it just didn't look impressive at all what does look impressive but i'm a little annoyed about this next one avengers announcing the giving us a trailer and the look at black panther which it is scheduled to arrive august 2021 it did say later this summer so technically august is the summer technically um but it's, which I think it sucks actually, but they, we didn't exactly get a release date for it, but I'm here. I'm seeing here is August 20, uh, 2021. I hope it's early August, 2021, because there's nothing else to do in this game, game at this point, unless I just replay the story mode again, which is not a bad thing to do because the story mode is the really the strength of the entire game, not the co-op or whatever play that they do in this game at all. Um, it, it's, it's just not, but 
it looks great. I love the premise. They also announced that they were going to be doing a co-op uh, type of deal where it involves uh, Monica, the uh, scientist supreme, uh, which I believe is coming up uh, very soon. So uh, here's another game that I I knew about, but I'm even more intrigued now to play. Life is Strange, uh, the sequel, True Colors. It uh, showed off a little bit of what was going to be uh, happening here as a new character, Alex Chins, who has the ability of empathy. Powers is kind of a telepathic ability, but she can um, basically the same empath as Mantis. And but in this case, she'll be able to not only feel emotions and read off emotions, but she'll also be able to feed emotions into other people as well. But all of this is to is her is because she wants to well not the powers but she has this ability but she also wants to find out what happened to her brother who was uh murdered and now she's going on a long trip and journey to find out who knows what and she's going to find out using her powers and abilities and the way that they put this together is pretty damn awesome i didn't play the original life is strange game uh but i heard it was a fantastic game uh, it's from a storytelling standpoint, especially, but if you haven't now, you will have the chance because life is strange remastered collection, um, is coming and it's coming September 30th, along with life is strange, true colors as well. Uh, not only is it coming for other, all, all consoles, it is also coming on a Nintendo switch. So it, you will be able to play this on there as well. And it actually looks pretty awesome on a switch, um, because of the narrative. And everything the very strong narrative and the characters and everything i'm i'm really intrigued about this i really want to you know play this game and find out especially the first one first one was uh i was said to be pretty good so it's all coming september 30th so so far right now ubisoft is really bringing in a lot of great content for us to check out and, and to anticipate so i am not mad at what they're doing here final fantasy pixel remaster gathers the first six games for the steam and mobile I know people are a little bit pissed off at this uh, news because it, I could have sworn that all oh, this was on a uh, switch already, but there's people switch owners who would love to have this on air. And I think it would, I agree. It would probably would have been perfect for people to want to play it on air as well. Again, I could have sworn that some, a lot of the final fantasy games are on air already. The earlier ones at that, um, legend of mana is arriving on the PlayStation four switch and steam on June 24th. That is next week. Uh, that looks pretty awesome as well. I may actually want to pick that up down the line. And we talked, I believe this is the last bit of news. Yes. Square Enix. When it comes to Final Fantasy, we a while back, we reported that they were doing some trademarking involving certain titles, one of which is the first soldier. We finally got that news. We finally got that trailer. A mobile game called The First Trailer has been announced and it is on its way. So that is everything that uh, Square Enix has provided. And I thought all things considered, especially compared to other um, events, other um, uh, showcases that we've seen after this, I thought they did fairly good considering. So, I mean, if anything, I'll give them a B minus for this. It wasn't the best thing in the world in a sense, but I mean, they game with a lot of good games. So uh, the fight, the Guardians of the Galaxy game, I'm excited for Strangers of Paradise. I'm really extra uh, Final Fantasy Origins. I'm really excited for 
the uh, Marvel Avengers uh, War for Wakanda story. I'm excited for. I uh, wish it came out sooner, but it is what it is. Life is Strange. It's pretty good. Uh, and then all the other games. What we didn't get, unfortunately, is two things. We didn't get the announcement for Spider-Man coming to Marvel Avengers. We also didn't get any news on Final Fantasy 16. Now, granted, here's the situation with that. Reason possibly being, if I, because of the two games that I mentioned, as, and I'll add Final Fantasy uh, 7 Remake, um, you know, next chapter. I'll add that on. All of those are kind of, kind of uh, on on the on lock by Sony PlayStation. So, if that announcement's coming, it's probably going to be announced by um, PlayStation Sony PlayStation State of Play. That's my prediction. If there's any, they got to have something for it. So I think that's why that's happening. Um, my prediction is that anything like whether it be, whether it be an expansion for Miles Morales, whether it be um, the next chapter for uh, Final Fantasy remake, uh, seven remake, uh, Final Fantasy 16, all of that, because I believe Final Fantasy 16 is an exclusive, I think as well, if I'm correct, maybe. But may, uh, I think they're going to have the rights to announce all of that on their platform. So we'll see when that comes. But I tell you this, after this E3 event, Sony State of Play may be the most anticipated State of Play showcase they've ever done. Because now we're going to see why was it worth them skipping out on this event. So, And I honestly, I, at the end of the day, I really would like to know what the beef is all about. <laughs> why do Why so many different companies or whatever just decided to part ways with e3 what is the deal are they really just trying to benefit on their own and profit on their own and stuff like i don't i just don't know i know that e3 has a little bit of beef with some people i know jeff Kelly has some beef with them in terms of trying to stream his uh you know stream their show on his platform they gave him a cease and desist and amongst other uh you know uh streamers out there that are showing it too. Only a select few were able to stream a lot of the content from E3. Uh, if you're not media based or if you're not friends with them, they ain't not trying to do it. So they they pretty much uh, kick Jeff Keighley to the curve on that, unfortunately. So um, th that was unfortunate. But next, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about probably the most disappointing showcase. I, this is it's hard. I, I want to say this is disappointing because I expected so much but there's another i think even more disappointing and they may be tied they may actually be tied in this case and i'm looking at did i give them a grade in fact uh before i do that the grade i give to square enix is a b minus um i thought they gave us a lot but you know there were some things they left out i wish they could have done it they could have strengthened that grade up so b minus is um my for that um, oh, before I even go to this, to the most disappointing, I got to talk about the return of Intellivision. Uh, if for those gamers who weren't gaming back then or weren't born when this was out, you newbies out there, you Gen Z's and you millennials out there, Intellivision by Mattel, which is an old toy company, came out with a game console to rival Atari. It was like one of the first console wars ever. It was called the Intellivision. And this was a very different type of game console that, you know, had its, it was one of the first to have a D-pad. It was one of the first 16-bit games ever. And 
no, Mattel no longer owns it. It's owned by a very legendary figure in the world of gaming. Game music legend Tommy Tallarico. If you recognize that name, then you are a fan of G4. You are a fan of the original Electric Playground. He was there along with Victor Lucas and they used to host that show. I love that show. It was awesome. They were very in-depth in talking about the game reviews. Um, Victor Lucas and his invisible walls and Tommy with the music because he he's worked on music for some of the most iconic and legendary video games ever. And he is looking to get in on the family market that Nintendo has, lo has on lock by reintroducing the original 16-bit console. Um, or the brand that brought you the original 16-bit console. His team consists of people who have been involved in major game titles over the years. Uh, the controllers are now revamped. If you remember, it was like a touchpad. It, was, it wasn't a touchpad. It was a button pad. Really, I mean, it's a really weird, you know, button pad. But it also had a D-pad around it. Like, go online, you'll see it. It's really crazy. But they revamped the design and look of that. Um, and it's now wireless. It has a touch screen on there as well. Looks uh, very uh, proficient and it looks like it works fluidly. Um, and yet it provides a simplistic schematic for users for, for user friendly gameplay as well. A really cool feature about this that uh, Tommy mentioned in the presentation was that if you have that controller, you take that controller with you uh to a friend's house who also owns an intellivision console your game library that you have because you buy whatever games differently from other uh, you know gamers your game library will automatically play on the other game console so um that's pretty awesome hopefully that doesn't turn into something where people can easily hack into i don't know we'll see we'll see how they go um tommy has also announced that earthworm gym 3 will be exclusive to this console, along with some Intellivision classics uh, that, would, that will be brought into the new generation. So overall, I thought this was pretty good. Um, aside from the fact that Earthworm Gym 3 was announced, we didn't get to see gameplay or what it looks like, but other than the contest of people um, will be able to get the art autographed by the artist of Earthworm Gym, which is pretty awesome, by the way, because one, Earthworm Gym is iconic too um and, and i believe tommy and the gang will be doing the music for that as well um but we didn't get a chance to see the music um the, what the game looks like in in execution we also saw some other oh like arcade classics but we didn't see anything new what he was asking for too is for indie developers to invest in developing for their um deal too and i think that's going to be a big factor they need to get like the gentle brothers who does cat quest and you need um super giant games and you need all these other indie like really cool indie guys to really want to say like they can do something for this for this game console that will determine whether people may get it along with possibly down the road maybe getting some AAA games of their own that really stands out i know they want to make games strictly family-based games that are just pick up and easy to play and i like the, i do like the idea of that because if I have company and not all of them are gamers, but you can pick up and play a game that's really easy to play and fun to play, much like Mario Party or whatnot, or any of those Nintendo family um, co-op games, then yeah, that I, I, I think that's a great 
target audience to, to get at because nobody but Nintendo is really after is really gotten to that field. Will they get where Nintendo's at? That's a whole nother beast right there because Nintendo is Disney. And if you're trying to get after Disney, you know, that's just it's going to be a big battle. It's going to be a David and Goliath battle in that case. But I like the presentation. I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. But for now, it gets a C plus. Um, I am intrigued about it. Uh, I hope they learn more about that uh, system. And, you know, we'll see. We will see. Okay. On to the most disappointing showcase. One of the most disappointing showcases of them all. Once known as one of my favorite game companies and game developers of all time. Created one of the best games I've ever played. I've been a fan of. But this year, we're seeing the decline of a legendary company. Capcom. I think this was the most disappointing and shocking thing of the entire company. Now, like, when we found out that Capcom was doing their own presentation, which I believe they don't rarely do all the time, to this extent yeah they do they do and i don't believe it was this bad but this was bad and i looked at this and i i, I read before the i saw the presentation I, all i saw was two things monster hunter resident evil and here i'm thinking i really hope that they do not just space it on these two franchises that we already know about and has already been out but yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is in fact what they did. They provided us with all every game that every single game that they talked about on this showcase were games that we already knew about. And I wasn't the only one furious about this. I watched, I tried to look for follow-ups to this and I looked at um, the best one. The best one was EP uh, Electric Playground on YouTube with Victor Lucas as he's watching the Capcom uh, reveal and he he immediately went out of that feed after it was over and he did everything but curse up a storm. He said exactly what I felt and a lot of other people felt and as a result you should see a, a you should see dozens of memes online right now talking about their disdain for what Capcom presented here. This was utter disgraceful and disappointing in, in, in comparison to everything else. There was no announcement of a new Street Fighter. Of course, then again, I mentioned Street Fighter could be an exclusive thing for uh, Capcom. I mean, for um, PlayStation. So we'll get that a rest. But there were other games as well that we were hoping that they were revived. Darkstalkers, um, for God's sakes, Rival Schools. Um, there's, I, I knew I would love to be surprised with a 3D Mega Man platformer or even a new even hell just another follow up to, um, you know, Mega Man 11, which was awesome. Nothing, nothing, no Dino Crisis, no Power Stone um, or even just something new. No, Captain Commando. I mean, something new or not even from their old IP, but just something new. Nothing. They reviewed. They gave us some news on Resident Evil Village. 
DLC being in development. Resident Evil Reverse launches in July. Monster Hunter Stories 2, which we already knew about. <laughs> Post-launch content with trial versions uh, revealed of their crossover with the Monster Hunter Rise game, which I did love Monster Hunter Rise, but you know, been there, done that. Monster Hunter Rise roadmaps through August 20, 2021 tease. The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles shows off new gameplay and features. This game is a game that we already knew it was coming out. If you go into eShop, it's there. I believe you go into other, you know, um, eShops of other, um, you know, just uh, other game companies. It's there. And this is not only that, but this is also a game that already, this is a revamp of a game that already came out, I think in Japan or years ago. This is all they gave us. This was nothing. This was no new news. This was nothing. It was absolutely, absolutely, absolutely nothing. And you know what's even worse? I gave it a D minus. Actually, I gave it a D, but I'm just making it a D minus. And that's because they really gave us nothing new. It was, this was a waste of production. This was a waste of announcement and marketing and promotion. This was just a waste. They tried to make it seem like it was a big hype thing. They had to host there and she was trying to make it seem like it was the most exciting thing in the world and overhyped it. Oh, they also talked about the, um, it, it, in terms of Street Fighter, they also did talk about the, the Pro Cup, which post, you know, post um, COVID and post pandemic here, you know, post 2020, how excited are fans after everything that we went through now? How excited are we about that? Especially when it's based on an ongoing game. And as much as I love Street Fighter V, and I really, really love Street Fighter V, but I haven't played Street Fighter V in so long. I'm not an e-gamer. I'm not an e-league gamer, and I'm not a hardcore, you know, Street Fighter fan to the point that I'm still playing this game, especially when I have to play other games. And I'm like, there are too many other games for people to play. Only if only a niche amount of people are sticking onto a game that is five years old. I think it would have been awesome. And it may still be awesome if if Sony's going to be the one to announce it. If fans get a brand new Street Fighter title. Especially after everything that we went through in 2020. You understand to hear that news of a new Street Fighter game that now E-League gamers can play. And enjoy and we get to see a new chapter of this whole entire thing. But we haven't, unfortunately. And again. I got to stress this again. Some of it may be hold off for Sony. And I hope that is the case. But in this, in terms of this E3 event, the biggest event of the year. I'll stick to the, I'll stick to the salad D. I, I, it really should. The only reason why I'm sticking to, to the salad D grade is because of what's going to come after this. And what comes after this is nothing short of awesome, but then it is something else that comes that it maybe supersede this in the bad way. But the saving grace, in my opinion, of E3 absolutely has been the announcements of the Nintendo Direct, which I knew and gamers knew 
everybody knew, especially everybody who owns a Nintendo and Nintendo Switch knew, and, and who who's always watched every Nintendo Direct. Nintendo Directs never disappoint. Why? Because this is this is always a constant thing for for uh, E3 when it comes to Nintendo or just Nintendo Direct in general. This is something that you always guarantee for Nintendo Directs. Huge surprises, big announcements, release dates, some day of release dates, and some other other crazy crazy things as well. Guaranteed. I mean, you give it to Xbox; they had some release dates this year, but Nintendo's always and forever announcing games that are out the day of their announcements. Like immediately after the direct, the uh, Nintendo Direct live feed, you go into the eShop is already available for you to buy. And they give us what they want. Now, granted, they didn't give us everything because there are some games that I believe people wanted to hear and didn't get, and particularly Metroid Prime. We didn't get that Metroid Prime 4, but we got something just as good. <laughs> And I, in my in my opinion, much better. But let's run down this real quick, because this I'm telling you now, when I saw this, it made my day. It made in, in comparison to everything else that was shown, this lit up my world so bad. I'll jumpstart, because at the end they showed us Breath of the Wild, a little bit of what it was going on Breath of the Wild, some gameplay footage and all this stuff. Um, they still say it's coming out in 2022, but it looks like they are on the go with this you got to see link uh do some new moves some new uh awesome moves and, and such now um we also seen him in the sky there's gonna be some new things it looks as beautiful as ever it looks as epic it amazes me how a game console that is not as powerful as a 4k two 4k consoles manages to always kind of be able to level up and sometimes supersede them. Nintendo always knows how to do it. It's not always about how powerful a, a game is. Sometimes it's just the game development, storytelling, and all out gameplay as well. Nintendo has proven that they can step up even if they don't have, you know, the same power. David always beats Goliath and Nintendo is David <laughs> with that one rock. That rock does so much and it, 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 it holds so much of an effect on those giants. I tell you, but they showed us uh, footage of Breath of the Wild and it looks beautiful. It's coming out 2022. And I always believe when Nintendo says something is coming out because nine chances out of 10, there's a rarity. There's a rarity when things are not coming out. Um, Animal Crossing is one of the rare cases of games that they have not, they had to delay. And that was it. Everything else, it was like, it's coming. But it started off with this huge announcement of course you know where we're getting we are getting some uh some super smash brothers love and again they didn't disappoint they did not disappoint we see this trailer of this of somebody carrying ganon it's dark cloudy thunderous everything actually kind of looks familiar but you don't get it until you start to see it but you see ganon being carried off and then all of a sudden it stops and it reaches a cliff. Who is carrying holding Ganon? None other than Kazuya Mishima of Tekken. We officially have Kazuya Mishima in the Smash universe. 
he is the awesome part about this and this is become this is the meme that has become all over um the internet which means that is one thing to tell you that nintendo won e3 because he's shown throwing not only ganon off the cliff but everybody off the cliff <laughs> after beating her ass he is fully on board all of his favorite moves and his iconic and traditional trademark moves are in the game especially that spinning kick which i think if um you're an e-league smash player if you're going to use kazuya that's probably going to be the move that's going to kill people so that's all in there he's in the game and it is awesome and it will be released i believe june 28th next week i'm so getting it <laughs> so now we have in terms of fighting game characters we started off with ryu and then we got ken and then we got terry bogart and now we got kazuya so you got representatives of capcom snk and now bandai all in one swoop it's kind of like it literally is like Tekken 7 again. It's like because Tekken 7 had um, Akuma on there, but then he also got Geese Howard on there deal, too. Um, this is fantastic. This is just absolutely awesome. Kazuya, like we said it before, Super Smash Brothers is the absolute Hall of Fame for video game characters. If you're in Smash Brothers, you're officially in that Hall of Fame. And that's exactly what this is. That's exactly, and, and, and well-deserved, Kazuya deserves to be in here. So, good job of whoever set that up. So, he's going to be in the game. Okay. In my opinion, the biggest announcement of possibly not only Nintendo Direct, but possibly all of E3. I say we didn't get Metroid 4 Prime. I also said I don't care about Metroid Prime either because it's a first-person shooter and not the traditional metroid game that i know and love so what did they do they announced august 8th 2021 we're getting a new metroid game baby and not that's not the first person of kind metroid dread the game that has been talked about for a course of 15 years rumored to be coming out has finally arrived with trailer with gameplay footage with it all with a new design samus suit everything it is coming this is they uh, they announced this not only as metroid dread but also metroid 5 and they also said that this is the final saga of the metroid of the original metroid brand i don't know what that means does it say i guess that possibly separates itself from uh prime and making prime a whole entire different game but this is the this is considered the canon so this is pretty freaking awesome this is uh this is a different metroid game that you're used to this is going to be kind of like a sci-fi thriller but also that metroidvania style gameplay that really started every all of the metroidvania style he um samus samus is going to have um new weapons new techniques everything including some camouflaging and cloaking techniques because she's going to have to be uh hiding a lot from a robot named emmy which is an acronym for something uh, these robots are from the uh, Galactic uh, de Department or whether I forgot the name of the uh, of the division that it is from, but she is going to be trying to get through this. And if she gets caught, they're going to chase her down crazy. So get ready. There's going to be some heart wrenching 
you know, exciting moments about this game, but it looks fantastic. This is gonna, this is one of those games that I think people are gonna, again, there's always a game on a Switch that makes people say like, okay, now it's time for me to get on a Switch. It was for Breath of the Wild. They did it again with uh, Marvel Event, um, Ultimate Alliance 3. And this is gonna be another one. This is, Astro Chains was another one too. That was like, oh, I gotta get a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Metroid, and it's in, in its traditional glory coming back and it's coming within this year. This is again, they gave us a release date of when this game was coming out and it's coming out within a year. There's so many games that are coming out this year. It's awesome. So big announcement there. Um, if you're a Mario Party fan, you're going to be excited too because Mario Party Superstars brings mini games back to, uh, to the Switch on October 29th. So, I, you know, honestly, I was really going to get the previous, the game that's out now. I might hold off and get this one because this apparently is going to add over a hundred mini games, some of which are from the classic uh, Nintendo 64 era brought back and revamped and redesigned with a new coat of paint as well. So this is coming October 29, 2021. They, uh, Mario Party is our games are all always fun and they are actually even more fun with uh friends and family around as well this is the type of game that in television is going to be trying to compete with so um yeah i it is fun but it's not always the most in terms of replay value it's not really the best but it has it has this really fun moments as well if they have a story mode in there i think they may, may help it as well like they're doing with all of the um Mario games now because Mario Golf is coming out too. That's going to have a story mode and all the other Mario games that has come out so far. Like Mario Tennis has had a really, you know, fun story mode in there too to help uh, make it uh, more fun to play. So there you have it. Um, another cool thing we a while back got the Game and Watch uh, handheld back in the form of Mario. And you got to play as Mario, uh, the original Super Mario Brothers game on there. Plus, it has the actual watch in there and other features. They're coming back in celebration of Legend of Zelda. Now Legend of Zelda has one, but this time they announced four games within this, which kind of makes Mario um, Game & Watch fans a little bit pissed because there was only Super Mario Brothers 1 where you kind of got Super Mario Brothers 3 in that damn thing uh, that you could take on the road and use as a stop as a clock or whatever. But um, I tell you, that's awesome. So you not only get the original Legend of Zelda game there, you also get Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link, and the Game Boy version of Link's Awakening. I wish they would have gave us the Super Nintendo version of that, or the Game Boy Color version of that as well. There's so many different versions. Why just, why at least the Game Boy Color version? Um, but nonetheless, you're getting three, uh, four games, plus an actual Game & Stop watch game version of the original Zelda uh, game that came out uh, too, so. It'll also come with a digital clock and a digital stopwatch as well. It looks pretty awesome. It's coming November 12, 2021. So you gotta have to find it and pre-order it immediately because that's gonna be one of those holiday uh, grabs that you're gonna wanna check out. Uh, Wario fans weren't disappointed this uh, E3 because we're getting a new WarioWare game and it is coming this September. So, um, you know, how about that? Talk about another party game. That's awesome. So you got that. This game that I'm about to announce is something really awesome and near and dear to me from the days of the Game Boy Advance. And that is Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp coming. This was probably one of the first real-time strategy games that I got into and loved. Um, 
it was something about that game, especially when it was in its 2D pixel style. It was beautifully done. But this version, they're re-upping it. They're giving it a 3D fresh coat of paint to this. It looks pretty cool. I do prefer the pixel version a little better, but I still love what they're doing. And this is give you, if you love Advanced Wars before, you're gonna love it now. If you haven't played Advanced Wars before, and you're into real-time strategy even if you're not are you interested i will always say advanced wars is possibly the best start off game to get into in terms of rts games or real-time strategy games it is easy to play it is very fun to play you'll easily get immersed into it the replay value is tremendous and the fact that they're bringing this back is nothing short of fantastic and it's coming this holiday season so get ready for that we talked about Mario plus Rabbits, uh, Spark of Hope that is coming. We announced that. Um, I also announced that Life is Strange, True Colors, and the remastered version is coming. That is awesome. Guess what else is coming to the Switch? Guardians of the Galaxy is coming. Now, I noticed that on IGN they say it's a, claw, it's a cloud version, which is headed to the um, Switch. I don't understand what that might mean. Um, but I will look into that and I don't understand. I really don't understand what that means. Let me see if I look this up. Cloud version is coming to the Switch. Um, Square Enix has announced the Nintendo Switch as revealed during Nintendo Direct. Uh, I wonder what the cloud version means. I don't understand what that means. They don't explain with the cloud version. I hope this doesn't mean it's like it's going to be online based and we got to play it in. No, I hope not. I really hope that's not the case. I don't know why. It's, I'll look further into that and find out what's going on in terms of why they calling it that. Uh, so, yeah, we'll look into that. But the good news is, is that that game is also coming out for the Nintendo Switch as well. So um, we Mario Golf, which is already known, is coming out next week. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, Fatal Frame, which is a uh, is a horror game that is coming out, Maiden of Blackwater, was announced uh, as well. And another thing that really made me happy, really, really happy, because I had this conversation, literally just had this conversation with one of our, uh, with Garrick on our ACMG Facebook group. Shout out to him. We talked about, I forgot, because Warriors of Hope came out last week, and I got a chance to play that. Awesome the best DLC in the Kakarot series so far. Very lengthy. I didn't get a chance to talk about it much, uh, but I did get a chance to play it. It's the best of them all. I'll, maybe I'll get into detail of it next week prior, you know, to whatever is coming out next week or whatever. But I'm telling you, get that DLC if you're a Dragon Ball fan. Um, but we talked about this last week because he kept thinking like, why isn't Kakarot in the Switch? And I've told him, I'm like, uh, I have a big feeling that this game will be on a switch. It sometimes takes time for them to do because what a lot of people don't know or don't think is that it's not just transferring one file game file into another game console and expecting it to work the same way. Each game console has a different way, a different schematic in terms of uh, control scheme, especially and resolution and all that stuff. One, you got it on a Nintendo Switch. You got to, you got to dilute the, the uh, graphics from maybe 1080p to uh, 70p if you want it on a handheld version. 
And then you also have to, uh, you know, the Joy-Cons. The Joy-Cons are unlike the PlayStation's DualSense controllers or even the PlayStation 4 controllers. It is not like the Xbox controllers. You may have the same control scheme, but once you separate those two, you need to be able to play the Joy-Con separate, the left and the Joy-Con, uh, the left and the right Joy-Con controller separately. And they have to program that in. They have to code that in. So Nintendo has a very strict stipulation in terms of making sure that their games are playable on here. But given what I saw from Dragon Ball Kakarot and I looked at it and it looks beautiful and it looks above and beyond beautiful than what it does than what other ones did. But remember, this is also created by the people who gave you Ultimate Ninja Storm. So that to me already told me that this is a possibility that this game will come down the line. When they get all, especially when they get all the DLC, you know, out of the way, the, the first season DLC and it's all established. That's how Nintendo usually do. That's how these games usually do. When they establish their games on all their platforms, then they are ready to bring it on a Switch for people to do. And guess what? As of this September, and in fact, September 24th, Dragon Ball Kakarot is going to be released on the Nintendo Switch. And I I tell you, I am extremely happy. I just finished playing it. I said from day one when I reviewed this game, I want this on a Switch because I think I will be playing the hell out of it a lot more on the Switch than I would be on the PlayStation. And even though I played it on the PlayStation, I will have more replay value on the Switch for this one. And it just tells me that like the memory space isn't that big and means it can fit absolutely on there. We got games on the PlayStation, on the Nintendo Switch that are like 30 gig, 15 to 30 gig on there. So far be it for this game not to make it on there. And it will. And it looks at, even even in its diluted down state of 720p on a handheld, it looks awesome. So we got it. It's coming. And I knew it was. <laughs> I knew it was. We're getting that all. And not only that, here's the, uh, awesome, uh, the other awesome thing about it is that we're also getting like and this is a custom thing for Nintendo Switch and why Nintendo wins all the time. The game automatically comes with the first two DLCs for free as a package deal. Even if you get the, just the regular one, you will get the first two DLCs without paying that extra that we did on the first time. That is awesome. Because I, I think the thing is with that is that Nintendo knows that, you know, when you get games out like this that has already been surface in other platforms that we've already paid this much so we don't want to pay this much again and they look out so they give us they make sure that part of the deal is that you give up some of that dlc but what you will have to pay for is the trunks warrior of hope uh dlc which i agree because guess what that dlc is an entire new game in itself yeah, maybe I will talk about it next week thoroughly because there was a lot into that uh, DLC that I really enjoyed and I think I would love to review next week, maybe as a mid-boss review or even a final stage review. Um, so yeah, maybe next week, but I respect the fact that you got to pay. So they're going to have deluxe version and an ultimate version because the ultimate version is going to have, you know, all of the other, you know, DLC stuff as well. Uh, the soundtrack as well. I'm just going to get the deluxe version, which is just going to give me these, uh, the Warriors of Hope DLC as well. That's all I need because I already have all of that when I purchased it for the PlayStation version as well. And also, I, I hope that the PlayStation version gets a PS5 deal too, because, you know, having it, having to go through it without the, um, without the actual, 
the loading would be a great help. So, uh, Super Monkey Ball. I know there's a lot of cult fans out there that is into that. Um, Banana Mania is officially announced, and it will be coming soon as well. Um, I believe October 5th, 2021. This is one of the classic, iconic Sega characters that people love. Um, so that's making a comeback. Shin Megami Tensei. Five, we already knew about that. Um, has an official release date is coming November 12, 2021, and is already in it. Even more, all of this is already on the eShop right now. The minute that they mention it, it's already in the eShop ready for pre order. Monster Hunter um, Stories 2 also uh, is on there as well and is coming July 9th. Um, we already knew about this. Uh, Denga Rampa, the uh, descendants. Uh, collects for drop oh god yeah this game is coming out drampa uh, dengan rampa trigger happy havoc anniversary edition uh is coming as well and it's coming later this year so god if i have to say that again this is also an awesome treat for nintendo switch owners to play on a go tony hawk's pro skater uh, pro skater one and two uh is coming to the switch june 25th next week and that's awesome uh they already pre-announced this as well in the eShop before e3 but you know for those who love this game and this is an absolute classic i've even played it back in the day the new version i heard was absolutely fantastic and from everything down from the, from the stages to the gameplay and everything it's just better than it was ever before and uh, now you get to play it on the go. I think this is one of those games, those perfect games to play on the go. I would have gotten this had they had the rights to put Spider-Man back on it. Because if I'm correct, Spider-Man was on Pro Skater 2. And I used to love playing it. I, I strictly brought it just for Spider-Man doing uh, tricks and all this stuff. But you also have a created character feature in here as well, which I think is great. So um, that's coming to fans. And now you get to play it on the go. Doom Eternal Ancient Gods uh is available day of the announcement so that's available strange brigade co-op also available day of the announcement of this dance dan uh just dance 2022 uh is coming this november in fact november tw uh, 4th 2021 worms rubble wriggles uh worms rumble actually i should say i'm reading off of ign is uh coming june 23rd and it will allow 20 our 32 player cross platform combat. All right, I, I am out of that. Cruise and Blast uh, is coming to Nintendo Switch this fall. This is an interesting game because it just looks like asphalt, and asphalt is probably one of my all time favorite racing games. Other that you could just crash in and run over people, run over all the cars as you try to beat the race. So it looks like a watered down version of asphalt. Asphalt looks fantastic. Um, and it's a lot it's a lot of fun so like this looks like a cartoon cartoony version of it doesn't have like all of the shine and, and glare and flash to it but that is all of which nintendo has announced and let me tell you a lot of people online were very happy about this um i was ecstatic for it you know they get a b plus for me definitely it's the highest grade i'm giving in this entire showcase uh the metroid really stole the show uh, for everybody, um, we I'm, a new Metroid game, something has been asked for a long time. But on top of that, we're also getting, you know, Dragon Ball on there. We're getting um, Life is Strange. We're getting Guardians of the Galaxy that will be playing on air as well. And then we also got footage of Breath of the Wild 2020 to hold us off from from there. Now, plus the DLC of Zelda Breath of the I mean, uh, Hyrule Warriors 
um, which gave us a little bit of a uh, sneak preview of what we're going to expect here. The motorcycle from the game is coming and Zelda's going to be riding that. It's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, it's coming out next week. Now, the irony of Nintendo getting such a great grade here comes in the, in, in the midst of a situation that is going on right now. And I don't know if it's being fixed as we speak, but there's been a week long glitch in the new patch that they updated onto the Nintendo Switch. And I know a lot of you are listening to this who own the Switch are going through this. I am going to help you right now learn about how to fix this. So for those who don't know, Nintendo Switch has this glitch. Uh, the new patch they came on doesn't allow us to download games onto the system. Uh, unfortunately, this has happened. This is, in fact, a travesty, especially if you're trying to download new games, if you're trying to download new updates. Um, it's pretty much as said, a lot of people can't download anything. I had a hard time downloading games, but what I've discovered, and this is something normal that you could do, nothing really, you know, majorly that I discovered here, but this is something that you could do. It's a bit tedious, but it works. You could go and use Google's DNS uh, primary and secondary codes on here. Um, I may actually post this up on, um, I have it on, uh, the ACMG Facebook group. You can have it on now. I distributed it out to people on, um, Twitter as well. If you go to my, um, to my Twitter account at Xavier Josiah on there, no underscore on that one for that one. I should put an underscore in here though. Um, for that one, it's just all Dax Xavier Josiah on there. You can see Dax J Martin Cheeves on there. You may see the, the screen print I have on there of that. And what it does is that it allows somehow to break through the, uh, whatever is glitching up the system. Now you're going through another DNS, uh, server and it's allowing you to download now download, depending on what games you're downloading or what you're downloading, it will go slow. I was able to download, um, the SNK tag, uh, Heron's tag frenzy. I finally got that game. It was on sale for 30 bucks. I might as well get it now. Come to find out that's not really a bad game. <laughs> it's not the most deep diving fighting game in the world, but it, it has its charm. It, it's for fam. It's, it's much fanfare, but I digress. Um, if you type in the actual DNS server, now, unfortunately I won't go over it now <laughs> over the mic. Um, but you could definitely go onto my page. You go on the ACMG Facebook group. I may actually also go on Tumblr too. Uh, if you guys are on Tumblr, I will. I will go on Tumblr. I will post it there. In fact, I'll do that right now. Uh, let me see. I'm going to post this on Tumblr right now for you guys and uh, go out of your way. Check it out. If you're having this problem, this may be the solution. It worked for me. I was able to download um, a game on there and then also upload the update for breath of the, for Hyrule Warriors, uh, breath of the wild, uh, or age of a calamity, uh, deal as well. So I will do this as we speak and this will hopefully help you guys out until they get a patch. Now watch as soon as I finish this episode, gonna come up with a patch for this, but it's been a week and I, I feel, I feel for, um, I feel for these, for everybody who's been going through this, suffering through this. It's, it's, it's sad. Um, I don't know what's going on, but eventually they'll fix it. Let me see what I wrote. So the other last, the other, uh, unfortunate 
game that they announced for Bandai Namco. Now, Bandai Namco, I thought was like, okay, all right, they did announce that Dragon Ball was going to be on a Switch. That's awesome. But what else are you going to show us? What else are you going to do? Scarlet Nexus is coming out next week. And so you didn't want to do that. And we were like, what is Bandai Namco going to show? Is it going to be the new Tekken? You know, the new generation of Tekken uh, games that's coming out? (laughs) Instead, we literally got nothing. We got nothing but this new horror game that looks awesome. I give it that. And I swear to goodness, man, I was I was totally blown away in a bad way <laughs> at the idea of what was going on in this game that it was the only game that they were talking about. They, inter- they did an interview for it. There's a lot of great, there's a great, you know, Hollywood cast in this game. And I get that. But that was all that they showed. And I, my mouth dropped when this thing was already over by the time it was done. Um, I was, I was, I was just, I was so disappointed and it was that right there that I looked at Capcom and like, all right, you get a D because this showcase gets an F. I don't care. The the game looks awesome. It looks pretty damn good. I'll give it that much. But at the end of the day, that's all you're showing. You're Bandai freaking Namco. You're technically, you're Bandai Namco is technically have been the new Capcom as of recent years and that's what you come up with are you kidding me you got a whole fan base of people who are Tekken fans who are God Eater fans who are anime fans and this is what you come up with what is going on and I know COVID has a lot to do with this I know the pandemic has held people back but again this is what I said at the beginning of the show where I'm like if you can't provide the great quality that you have prior to why even do an E3 it if you can't, you know, you go. it's like to, you know, go big or go home. They didn't go big this year in E3. So this is the only F, get it? This literally beats Capcom in terms of, um, of at least, because at least Capcom had multiple different, you know, games to talk about, despite the fact we already know about those games. But here you had one new game, but it was just the only game that you talked about. I was like, no, I'm done. So overall, the overall E3 event, after, if you put all those grades together, it all equals out to a C, which is still the worst E3 ever. I don't think I've ever seen an E3 this underwhelming, this disappointing, and just anticlimactic. This was awful. And, and, and all a C. You, you put all like literally if you calculate all the grades together it that's what it comes out to is a C I did the math so it's unfortunate again we got the Tokyo game show so hopefully there's more there we got the Sony state of play which it, here's another thing about that too like I said before and I said that earlier I said this earlier like you got people wondering what it, was it worth you act? What the, was it worth them actually leaving and dis, disbanding themselves from screw screw electronic arts for one thing? Because I don't care. They're they're, yeah, they're a piece of work. <laughs> but Sony, 
Tony, man. Like, um, you guys are known for doing blockbuster announcements, but your state of plays have not been blockbuster, except for the past, the last one, which I think announced the Yuffie um, intermission, you know, deal. This company got to knock it out the park and make us realize that why they decided not to do it. Why exactly they, you know, didn't be, they weren't a part of the most epic event of the year, which is officially no longer the most epic game of the year. You know, game event of the year now. Is it the Game Awards now? Did Jeff Kelly beat them? He, they, he didn't even have to do a Summer Fest fun. Like, I, I wasn't impressed with that either, but like his Game Awards usually have a lot more uh, to announce than this. This was just so bad, man. So, so there you have it, folks. That was my thoughts on E3 2021. A very 2020-like event. <laughs> it should have been in 2020. I would it would have been more understanding if this was out in 2020. But man, this I hope hope next hopefully next year will be better. Because if it's not, if this is anything like it is this year, we may see the fall of E3. This may be the end. But E3 is coming back with the live show next year. There's going to be people, you know, but they're going to make some changes as well. I heard this before because Repop also said that about New York Comic Con, but we'll see how that goes next year, 2022. Everything should be back together. We should be okay. Knock on wood. We never know, but hopefully everything will be back. And hopefully, I, I always wanted to go to E3 because of how excited it was. If I had a choice, I would wait till 2023, God willing, if I'm making it that far. Um, because I don't know what they're going to do 2022 and I don't want to waste thousands of dollars to travel to the West coast just to see something that was lackluster. I think they need time to progress and time to build what they needed to due to the pandemic situation. And maybe next year will be better than they can start fresh and then who knows what will happen from there. So, um, it is what it is. Last bit of news I got before we end this segment, this show actually is, uh, a big announcement for me because I didn't know this was coming in before I started the show. I found it, but shout out to my people at way forward games. If you guys remember, if you guys go into talktomlive.com, you go into the podcast page, you go to the search engine, you type in TTL exclusive. You'll see one of the interviews that I had with the guys responsible for this new sequel that's coming. And that is river city girls Two, one of my favorite Konyo Khan games ever. Stop what you heard. River City Girls, the first one was so freaking awesome. And the fact that they're doing a sequel to this, I got to get those two back and, and on a show to talk about this. I cannot wait for this. <laughs> I, 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 this, this is also probably one of the biggest news coming out of E3, and that's saying a lot. Okay, because you know this is a this is an indie game from way forward. Well, not necessarily an indie game because it's, it's it's from the Tecmo base and it's yeah, it's not really an indie game, but this was probably one of the biggest news. And that's saying a lot because it should have been bigger news, but I am so excited for this. I love the first one. I played the first one so many times. I love the writing, the art direction, the gameplay, everything. It was just so much right with this game. I am looking forward to this. I got to get those guys back on to talk about this when it comes back. So stay tuned for that and much much more but folks that will do it for this special highlight edition of select start hope you guys enjoyed my rant most of this as well but 
we're going to get back in gear this Sunday because uh, a new anime series comes out today and it is called Record of Ragnarok. We talked about this before briefly in one of our episodes and this is an anime which is going to feature, it's just like one of those Baki type of animes where everybody's in a, you know, underground, you know, martial arts tournament and high school, you know, um, high school of the gods and that type of thing. And they're just going to be going roughshod on everybody in this thing. It's very Street Fighter-esque, if you will. So this series comes out today on Netflix. Go out of your way, check it out. I am looking forward to it. We're going to talk about this Sunday as well as my thoughts on the second episode of Loki. Uh, as much as everything else going on in the world of ACMG, we got a lot to talk about with that Loki thing because there's many speculations as to this new character that people have seen come into the Marvel Cinematic Universe just um, this episode. So we're going to talk about that and much, much more. But folks, thank you. Thank you to our new listeners, especially the ones that came from the metaverse recently. Um, thank you for joining us here. Um, please keep supporting us. Um, again, there's t- plenty of content on TalkTimeLive.com that you could check out. All of our video interviews that you could check out on uh, the video exclusive, the TTL exclusive videos. Plenty of uh, video uh, episodes. You'll never miss a beat. All of our podcasts are on that website as well. You can check out our media page, which now has all of the panels from the metaverse that I've done uh, recently last week from the cast of Bleach uh, that I hosted, which was awesome. Johnny Young Bush, Michelle Ruff, and uh, Stephanie Shea. The Sailor Moon cast with Johnny Young Bush, um, Christina V, Stephanie Shea, and many, many more as well. Um, we also have the Sailor Moon trivia panel and the cast of that time I got reincarnated as a slime as well. So go out of your way to check it out. It's all there. And it's just been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to you guys checking out more coming from us as well. If you are a fan of the of pla- uh, podcast platforms, you could check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pandora, Pocket Cast, and of course, shout out to all the people on Tumblr, which it plays there as well. All of my Talk Time Live Tumblr squad out there, shout out to all you. So thank you guys again, and uh, that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Talk to you guys Sunday. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.